Yeah, you want to do a uh, profanity warning? Yeah, uh, everybody, as you know by now, Jim is one of those people that uses certain words that, you know, some people find offensive. You know, I may use some of those words that Jim finds offensive. Well, he's British, so he does offend me. I'm redneck <laughs> Southern, so I offend him. And we both have thoughts that are likely to really offend you. So if you're one of those people with delicate, and I do mean really delicate sensibilities, chances are you should hit the stop button right about now. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jim, and with me is Richard. Exactly, sir. How we doing? Good, man. How you doing? Nah, doing good. Can't complain. Not that anybody would listen. Absolutely. I would terminate the podcast immediately. I'm sure you have threatened this before whenever I started complaining. So I have learned yeah. my place. I'm going to hit the big red button and just blow it all up, man. You never, uh, you... never hit the ri- big red button. <laughs> but Richard, exciting news this week. You got your first vaccine. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, went into a pharmacy. Most of them are drive through that I've heard about. Um, this one, the parking lot wasn't big enough to have a drive through, And, in fact, it was the only place that we could get into. Um, and sat down in a room. And it's funny, they say to keep six feet away. Well... That's an awfully short six feet, you know, whenever I can like, hear the person in front of me really clearly. But anyway, um, yeah, they get the shot and painless. She, uh, the little pharmacy lady said, oh, you might feel a little pinch. Okay. I said, just let me know when. She said, I've already done it. I'm putting the Band-Aid on now. I was like, oh, well, awesome. You know, because you're such a tough guy, Richard. You know what I mean? Bullshit. I cried at the thought of me. <laughs> <laughs> and I had that little bit of nose surgery last week. It's like, I'm going to give you a few shots. <laughs> I was like, Jim Bean, Jack Daniels, what you going to give me? Bush Mills. But Is that Southern anesthesia? It, yeah. <laughs> what else do you think it'd be? I mean, come on now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so it. Mine was painless. Um, I did have a little bit of tenderness in the arm. I uh, still have a little tenderness today, but I think that's because it actually was a needle going into your flesh, not the actual shot. Um, mm-hmm. My mom, her arm burned and was like extremely sore. Uh, but mine, other than like the actual site where the needle went in, was the only pain that I had. Um, she did ask, that, you know, if anybody has any symptoms, you know, getting close to the end of the 15 minutes that you wait. So, of course, me, I raised my hand. She said, yes, sir. I thought, I'm feeling a little weird. And at this point in time, my mom has scooted over because she knows I'm fixing to say something stupid. Um, I said, <laughs> um, I feel awfully hungry. Is, is that a side effect of the shot? She said, well, nobody else has reported this, you know. I said, oh, well, it could be the fact that, you know, I haven't ate since, like, last night at supper, you know, but I'm feeling really hungry right now. You know, um, I mean, I'm always doing, like, stupid crap like that, but 
And uh, are you I did supposed to not eat before the the shop? No, just, I just no, you just had to eat. Yeah, I just hadn't eaten. Um, because I had to go to uh, my regular doctor, and I just don't usually eat, but maybe, um, maybe twice a day. Um, you know, it's I usually go just a one once a day unless I snack like you know mid afternoon or something. Um, because I'm trying to like lose weight instead of gain it. And you know, being a southerner that loves to eat, yeah. Uh, you know, so I usually just eat the once a day, which is you know fairly good diet advice if anybody's looking to lose weight. Uh, but I did post on you know my personal Facebook page, and if you're not a friend of mine, read my Facebook post, and shame on you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I posted that uh, I did have another symptom. I th- I think the shot made me go blind and. I'm, I'm very offended <laughs> with the chat. You know? <laughs> Don't do that, man, because you know that those, like, what are they, conspiracy theorists are going to be like, oh, I told you guys, I told you. Oh, yeah. This guy went <laughs> fucking blind, like, 15 years ago <laughs> from, from the vaccine he got this week. And retroactively, the shot does cause to you to be, like, an extreme smart ass. I said, um... So it happened, you know, retroactively like 37 years ago that I'm a smart ass now because of the shot, you know, <laughs> and everybody, everybody was like, you're, you're just not right. I was like, never claimed to be. <laughs> well, man, when do you get your second shot? Or is it just a, a one and done? No, nah, um, the one that we had is the, um, I think it's called Visor. I think mm-hmm. it's a shot. Um. I get my second one April the 7th. Perfect, man. That's a really good turnaround because here in Canada, take, I'll tell you what, if you take a guess, guess how long you have to wait for your second injection here. Six months. Three months. Three months. That was my second choice was three months. That's... Why do you all have to wait so Well, you're all backwater up there in Canada. By then, <laughs> by three months' time, the whole fucking thing will have worn off and it won't matter anyway. Well, that was my thinking because the little pharmacy tech lady said that, you know, by the three weeks, your body has absorbed it, you know, has, and it's beginning to, has built up as many antibodies as it can. So you need mm-hmm. to take the second shot, you know, at three weeks time. Yeah, it's because um, Canada's done a piss poor job of, figuring out logistically how to distribute the vaccine. I know people that have had the first one and then never got the second one because they ran out, which is pretty embarrassing. On top of that, uh, here in Toronto, we've just come out of lockdown. We are going into our third wave and they've opened patios at restaurants and bars today. So time to go get a... Smoke and a pancake. <laughs> <laughs> I know we never go on about the lockdown or, or COVID or anything, but I'm I'm saying this as a preface to I, I think Canada's gonna be in the headlines in in six months about how much of a disaster it is. <laughs> uh kinda like the South and everything. Yeah, really. I i I've seen Florida. I know what happens down there, man. Those people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and they're smarter than us Georgians. That's, that's <laughs> I don't know about that. I've seen Florida, man. I know what happens. 
But yeah, it's just it's pretty disappointing here. And I have to go into the office two to three times a week to serve the blind community. So it's kind of worrying for me, right, that I'm around people and and traveling while this is going on. I wouldn't mind if I was working from home. I wouldn't go out anyway. I, I haven't been to a store I, other than picking up groceries. I haven't been to a single store. Haven't been anywhere. You know, I'll go for a walk once a day with my mask on. Um, obviously with my fiance, so I don't trip over everything. And um, and follow yeah, up the I... sidewalks and stuff. <laughs> I mean, for anybody else, it wouldn't be funny. But Jim, if you were to face plant, oh, I'd laugh. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so actually, um, I still go jogging um, dis- despite my vision. But I go about five five thirty in the morning so that no one's around. Um, and it's pitch black, so everyone's in the same boat as me. And um, I run the same route. So obviously, I can see where I'm going. I just can't see detail. So if someone was walking towards me, I'd go straight into them. So five in the morning, no one's there. But because I've moved recently, I'm now learning a new route. So I've walked around it, and then I started jogging it. But I I trip over a lot. If someone who's visually impaired that jogs, you're going to get some... Uh, some banged up knees, man. I'm trying not to laugh, but I can just picture you like jogging down the sidewalk. Somebody's walking up, not paying attention. You run into them, knock them down. They get all mad. Are you are you blind? Well, well, yes, I, I am. <laughs> you know? but I, I I'm determined, man. Once my vision reaches a point where it's it's definitely not safe to do that, I'm I'm just going to go to a track and just go around that. Um, nah. but yeah, I, I wear a lot of reflective stuff, bright clothing. I wear wristbands that flash. So, you know, I've, nah. I've almost been hit before in the past by cars. Cause even when you're wearing bright stuff, people at 5am, they're not awake yet. <laughs> they just nah. drive at you. And but people yeah, don't uh, normally pay attention either. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I've almost been hit a bunch of times. I know a a lot of blind folks here have been hit by cars. Uh, it's very, very common. But, you know, I, I refuse to give up. I mean, I'll, I'll make changes to my life and my visual impairment, but I'm not just going to stop exercising and not do anything. Right. That, that's why I have a treadmill and an elliptical and a bicycle in my <laughs> exercise room. Get the fuck out of <laughs> it. Right. Well, you know... Uh, Bit of a weird fact about me. I never learned how to ride a bicycle whenever I could see. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't see the point in it. You just went straight to tractors? Yeah, I did. I was driving a tractor whenever I was five years old. Holy shit. You are, Georgian. (laughs) Yep, I am. Uh, But, yeah, my thought process was, and I think this is fairly smart, that tractor's got four wheels. And will go approximately 20 to 25 miles per hour. That bicycle has two wheels, and I have to power it. Mm. <laughs> Which one do I want to use? It, does, it makes it sound like rural island where um, you go down a country road, there's just a tractor driving along. Everyone gets stuck behind them for like five hours. <laughs> Maybe I need to move to Ireland, because that is exactly how South Georgia is. Yeah, man. Plus, you can drink and drive there. <laughs> yeah. I used to be the guy on that tractor with like, you know, twenty cars behind me. Look back and just smile. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I 
I don't use a, a treadmill or anything because, you know, we don't really have space here. We live in the city. So any house, apartment, condo is friggin' tiny. Like, I'd love to have um, a treadmill and a, you know, Olympic uh, weights. To do some <laughs> cowbell. Dang, you make me feel else. like I want to reach and prep here because I have a weight bench with the Olympic bar and weights and Ooh. everything. Man, I gotta come <laughs> hang out with you to do some uh, some weightlifting, man. I don't do it really often by myself because that's just freaking stupid, you know. Yeah. But the the lighter weights, I will, because there was one time I thought I'd be a smart butt and. Decided I'd try to bench the 200 by myself. You know, well, it got down to, you know how you pull it down to your chest? Yeah. <laughs> I got it to my chest, no problem. It was getting it back up to the lock. <laughs> it was like, oh, God. You know? oh, I mean, you could you could do, like, curls and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, doing, yeah, doing chest is, yeah, not a good idea. Yeah, I learned that. Um, I didn't do it again. You know, but, uh, <laughs> you, you learn from your mistakes usually. Absolutely, man. Speaking of learning from my mistakes, I was telling Richard earlier that I booted up Windows Narrator again this week, and it's actually pretty good now. I was impressed that they've added keystrokes that are pretty similar to Jaws. So if your Jaws goes down, it's not too far off. And on top of that, it has a tutorial on there. So if you're brand new to screen readers or if you're a sighted person looking to understand how a screen reader functions um hit control windows key enter it boots up windows narrator and then it will lead you on a little tutorial for it which i, I thought was pretty cool um i'm curious other screen reader users what your thoughts are let us know if you enjoy windows narrator Exactly. I'd I'd love to hear from others because you know, like I was telling you, I use it whenever Jaws is messing up. But I do have yeah. the Jaws license, so you know I learned Jaws. I know Jaws, and you know, like you've said to me, and other people have said to me, Richard, you don't have the brain capacity to learn something new. So <laughs> stick with it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Jim. Jim told me I'm stupid. Uh, <laughs> no, you never said stupid. You was like. <laughs> Uh, actually, Jim never said that. He's he's nice to me, despite you know what he says. That's he's, fake news. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we report here at Night to the Brills in Fake fake news. Yeah, a lot of uh, vaccine coverage. It's going to make you infertile. It's going to rot your brains. Um, it, don't it get your kids you vaccinated. <laughs> um, there's tiny slivers of metal in it that whenever you walk past. <laughs> A huge the, the government freaking yeah. <laughs> your brain. <laughs> what the fuck do they come up with this shit? The government can find their ass with both hands. You think they're reading your fucking thoughts? Get out of here. Exactly. Besides, don't tell Jim, but if you'll wear a tinfoil hat, nobody can read your mind. Yeah, I've heard that, man. Plus, uh, on hot days, it cooks your brains. <laughs> exactly. That's why I don't wear it in the summertime. Uh. <laughs> But Richard, um, you're almost done with the squared circle, isn't that right? Um, in a way, yes. I do need to go over it and read it. Um, and you know, like I was uh, telling you and have posted on the Discord, I'm not converting this for 
the Knights of the Braille, unfortunately, I think the business has shut down, so I can't get in contact with them. But I can convert it for my own personal use, so that's what I've been doing. And um, I just have to put the couple of extra files that I made for me personally, you know, together with it and read over it. And then um, create the uh, sections on the Discord for the play-by-post stuff of it. So, but yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I have completed it five minutes before we started the podcast. So if someone legally purchases the Squared Circle and, and can prove that to you, are they able to get a copy of the yes. accessible version? Yes. Um, I will give them a copy of the accessible version if they can prove to me that they purchased it. Um, I know you have purchased it because me and you've talked about it. Uh, anybody else, you know, you can go to um, www.drivethroughrpg.com and search up the squared circle there. It's, I believe, by Daydreamer Interactive. Um, but yeah, if you order it there, I will send you a copy of the um, accessible version of it. Uh, it won't be perfect, you know, of course, because I'm not perfect, and I was originally, you know, just doing this for me, but if you're okay with there being some mistakes in there, by all means, I will send you a copy of it. Yeah, and if you go to drive through RPG at the moment, typically getting the starter kit for the Squared Circle is $21.50. It's currently $14.35. That's a bargain. That is a bargain, because it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, there are some portions of the document that I can give out, um, you know, to help people learn how to play, which I'm not really understanding that concept, because it says you can't give any of these books out, but then when you're in there looking at it, reading it, some portions of this book you will have to give to your players in order that they understand how to play the game. So it's... Can I give it or can I not give it? You know, yeah. Usually, games have a like a a sheet that explains the basics or has the basics on there. Um, I wonder if they have something like that available even through Drive Through RPG or part of the starter kit. We'll have to check. Yeah, I'll have to look at that. Um, But I believe with this right here, uh, should have no problems playing with it. Uh, I am contemplating doing a like a podcast or a youtube video or something like that um not that anybody wants to see my ugly mug but to explain to people how to create a wrestler um my goal is to create a wrestler while i am recording the podcast so that it's like what's that fancy term real term or real time you know, so that that's my goal. Whether or not that will actually happen, I can't say. Because time is uh, limited and there's one... Uh, there's two other conversions that I really have my eyes on doing. Or actually my ears on doing. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of stuff to do at the moment. I'm trying to handle one thing at a time like yourself. Because you, you put too much on your plate and you, you just hit a wall with it. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure lots of people would be interested. We've had a lot of people interested in games in the Discord at the moment. I'm sure if you gave them some advice on making a character, they'd be down for 
jumping in. I've seen a lot of people doing pre-gen characters for one-shots, but you're doing an ongoing campaign. It's good to create the character yourself and be invested in who they are. Right. Um, you've got to, and this is the way that, you know, I've learned, you've got to build your character and actually play your character. It doesn't matter what RPG system you're using, but get involved with your character. Make it like you and it to be one and the same. That's how I personally look at it. Yeah, I think a lot of people are intimidated by character creation. Character creation is the toughest part of a role-playing game, and there's a chicken and the egg. You know, when do I use a pre-gen and when do I actually create it before playing? I think doing it the way that a lot of people are in a Discord, that I've done it as well with many of my games, is the first time you run it, pre-generated characters so that everyone can just play the game, learn how it works and enjoy it. And then the next time they come around, it's like, okay, now that you have a a good understanding, jump in. I wish I'd have done that with D&D, and I think in my future workshops I will. It's like, you know, you want to be a thief? Here's a pre-made thief. Let's play. Right. Uh, that's really smart, Jim. I may, uh, may have to steal that idea. Well, the amount of time spent in D&D workshops doing character creation is a lot, and it's not fun. I think if you were to just jump into a game with a pre-made character, people would really get a kick out of it. And then, and then afterwards, when you're like, okay, now let's go over how you make a character, they're like, oh, okay, I know the game's fun. This is just part of what I have to do to get ready for it. Right. I mean, because, you know, like we've discussed, you want it to be fun. If you make it like a job, then you're not going to have fun. Yeah, absolutely, man. Have you got any other announcements this week, Richard? Um, I do have... One other that I can think of right now, uh, I have been in contact with um, Nathan Paoletta, I believe is, that's how the screen reader says his last name anyway. He is the author of Worldwide Wrestling. He is actually editing his um, wrestling RPG instead of, you know, allowing me to do it or, you know, asking me to do it for him. He has sent me two different um, documents. He sent me a rich text file document, and he also sent me a like Microsoft Word document. You know, of course, that you can open with like LibreOffice and, and the other ones as well. Um, they are fairly accessible from those two that he sent me. And he asked me, you know, to, of course, send him any suggestions, you know, what I would do different. And, um, the only suggestions that I really gave to him was, you know, create headings like for the different sections because some people for, prefer to navigate with headings, some people prefer to navigate with links, you know, some people are like me and try to be extremely difficult and do both of them, you know, depending <laughs> on what you're what you're going for. Um, the documents yeah. are not completely done. Um, he's like really just done like a good portion of them. But, you know, it, it really made me, you know, and I don't want to say smile, like, as in, you know, like I'm some kind of hippie or anything, but, you know, it, it made me feel good that an author is taking this kind of time to do it, and that um, in his future releases, there will be a Microsoft Word or, you know, a Word document um, in his releases, in, uh, like I said, in future releases. 
That's fantastic, man. Yeah, Richard and I were talking this week as well about I'll be recording tutorials on how to make accessible documents. So everything from the basics of how a screen reader functions to creating an accessible document, structuring it, making an accessible PDF, how to change the tags in that as well, uh, even going into InDesign. So this will be a, a six to nine month project. I'm currently in the process of writing the outline for the first few videos, and then I'll start recording them, try to put out one every every week or two. And that way as well, it not only spreads the knowledge of how to make accessible documents, but it also means that if publishers are like, hey, I'd really like to do this myself. Can you give me any tips? It gives us a point of reference to turn them to. Right. And um, speaking of that, I had you know told you about the PDF creator that I found. Um, Foxit PDF. That's F-O-X-I-T or F-O-X space I-T PDF. Uh, really accessible. They make a point of it on their website to mention it. They explain what a screen reader is, and I want to believe, if I remember the price correctly, um, a full version of it is only $139. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah, which is a lot cheaper than Adobe Acrobat, which, which if I remember right, is like roughly $15 a month, I think. And the standalone version is... If I'm reading the website correctly, it's $499. So, yeah, yeah. quite a bit cheaper. Yeah, it is. Um, Adobe's good because basically every person, every browser open it up in that way. But if Foxit allows you to create an accessible PDF, which opens up in Adobe, then, I mean, that's that's great. Right. And I don't but, see yeah. why it would not, but, you know... And I'm one of those people like I don't mind paying for something if I know it's going to work. So it's like, and um, you get like a 14 day free trial with the download and and all as well. So you know, if anybody's out there looking for one and really don't want to pay for Adobe, give the check 14 days. If you don't like it, then you know, return it to sender or actually just uninstall it. You know, Have you whichever. tried that one yet? Uh, Foxit, yes. Um, in fact, I used it to convert uh, the PDFs um, of Buffy and uh, a couple of the other ones that I had downloaded and purchased to convert them to Word to make the document editing a lot easier. And it seems to work like a charm for me. I have not tried to create a PDF with it, so I can't tell you um, from that aspect. But as far as, you know, what's the word, exporting it, from a PDF document to a Microsoft Word document, fantastic. No trouble whatsoever. That's great, man. I'm going to check that out this week and try using that as well. Um, I've gone pretty good at making accessible PDFs at this point, and um, I'm getting more and more familiar with InDesign so that we can uh, advise tabletop role-playing game creators on that. But yeah, man, any other tools that anyone can suggest, please do let us know. We're probably going to cut the podcast a little short this week. Next week, we're going to be busy on the podcast. We've got Matthew coming back on, aka Blind Fury, and we're going to chat about tabletop role-playing games and maybe some war games and, and get his perspective on things as he is a 
a wealth of knowledge. Um, really? Is there anything else you wanted to cover today, Richard? I just wonder, we have to have Matthew back? You know, I'm afraid so, did, yeah. He didn't take a shower last time, and <laughs> it was a little cramped up in here. <laughs> uh, just just picking at you, Matthew. But uh, I think that's all for me. Um, you know, look, you know, in the upcoming week, if Jim's not too busy, he, he usually helps me create the uh, channels and categories and things on Discord because, well, I'm I'm a redneck and I'm not too extremely intelligent. So I had a lot of trouble figuring out how to navigate it. And yeah, always, yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever I go to the JAWS curse and try to right-click something, it's not right-clicking on what I am right-clicking on or what I think I'm clicking on. But, you know, we'll get it figured out. So um, if you're interested, send me an email or send me a message on Discord. And uh, we shall get it up and running. Beautiful, man. Beautiful, man. Yeah, we'll have lots of news coming up in the next few weeks. And on that note, we will catch you next week.